Welcome to Side B. Recall, analyze, and debrief. Our theme for this season is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and analyzing our present to rectify our future. Side B contains the third and last section of our show, The Subway. On this side of the episode, we speculate on the subject matter that was randomly selected as our dose of the day. Then we review the topic that we speculated on by carrying it through our version of New York City's subway system. The New York Dose is a speculation-based topical podcast providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and the dose of the New York City lifestyle. This show is comprised of two sides, three sections, and smaller segments that populate each section. The main sections are Empire State of Mind, Times Square, and The Subway. While listening to us, use the hashtag TNYD or mention us at the New York Dose so we can converse with you. You can have your questions, comments, and concerns be a part of our episodes by leaving us Dose Mail. Just head to our Instagram on Tuesdays to see what the upcoming topic of the week is. Then call or text us at 520-815-6670 to leave a voicemail or a text message to have it air on the following episode. Now Now that's that's the the dose. Dose. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hey, guys. I just want to say something out there. I'm a fan of the New York Show. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what? Uh, uh. I'm about yeah. to kill it, though. Fuck up here. Let's go. What's good? Uh, what's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? What's good? What's good, everybody? Hey. What's good, everybody? It is the conductor of the train, your boy DJ SJ614, and this is the New York Dose. Hi, I'm Stephanie Kuo, uh, originally from Hong Kong, Taiwan, and a playwright and actor in New York. Hi, I'm Kyle Stephen Porter, a.k.a. Kyle Danger, native New Yorker, writer, artist, and wearer of many hats. Yes, and my fabulous co-host Adeloso is not here today. She is off dancing her best life and doing her thing and twirling and splitting on the floor and stuff like that um but she'll be here next time hopefully so we're going to dive into the last section of this show this is the subway now the segments in this section correlate with a few of the train lines that we have here in the new york city mta subway system finally addressing the dose of the day first we try to recall how things involving the topic were handled in the past next we analyze how it's going down today then we ride the rest of the subway before debriefing at last and figuring out possible solutions on how to make things better, either in our personal lives or within the world. So, the dose of the day is dating, prejudice or preference. The first train that we are going to hop on is the R train, and this is recall. So, I want us to go around and share what were some of our views on dating when we first started doing it? Like, Did you have a type of person in your mind that you knew that you wanted to date or was it kind of just like free for all? Did you not even like have a type yet? How did that work out? And when did you first start dating? Um, so I came out when I was 12. Um, came out as? As gay. Okay. Um, man who dates men. Um, yes. That's coming up on 19 years next month. Oh. So been in the game a little while. Yeah. Uh, Weirdly, don't have a whole lot of success stories to speak of, I feel like. Uh, but in the very beginning, I think 
I kept a very open mind. I was just like, whoever's going to pay attention to me, I'll pay attention to them. Mm. Uh, then started dancing through uh, little tastes, I guess. Uh, for a while in junior high, I was very about Italian guys. Don't mm. know why. Um, okay. And like went through phases, but I think ultimately, while there are physical traits that I find myself drawn to, uh, mostly it's more about the core of the person. Um, and then I think ultimately one of my philosophies to this day is just, I think our differences make us unique um, and are very nice in a relationship. Uh, there's a Tumblr called Boyfriend Twin, uh, which are the sorts of couples where you can't tell if they're dating or related. Um, and I try to steer away from that. I don't, I'm not so much of a narcissist that I need to date somebody who looks exactly like me. Mm -hmm. Like, so I, I do find myself drawn to differences, but ultimately like if you're comfortable in your own skin, then we can go from there. Love it. What about you, Steph? Um, I started dating pretty late, I would say. I pretty much did everything pretty late. Mm. Um, so I started dating when I was 18, mm. 18. Um, and I don't, I didn't, and I don't think I have a type. I have a non-type. <laughs> like, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Like I have things that I'm like, me, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I have a type, but I think it's interesting um, having grown up in Hong Kong and like the date, the, the expectation of dating there and mm. then moving here and like, but even in Hong Kong, like being influenced by a lot of Western media anyway, and yeah. then moving here and then having both of those at the same time. Um, and I didn't really think about it too much. And then the older you get, the more you think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Um, for me, uh, back when I first started dating, which I, I think I started a little early, um, people don't count it other people don't count it but like it was like literally like a thing like growing up or whatever but um so in that first half of my life right i was uh dating lots of girls and i was often with uh black women and then like la uh, latinas like latin women uh were often like uh my mistresses um <laughs> <laughs> So I think I just had this thing in my mind that was kind of just like, yeah, I can like settle down with like a black woman. But whenever I want to like heat things up, um, I can date Celeste in my class or fucking I don't I uh, can't remember anybody else's name. But you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, um, which like I look back on and I'm just like, wow, that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and then like and that's all it was like in my neighborhood like growing it was like black and like hispanic women like there were no like white girls or like any other race or ethnicity or whatever um so that is that for the recall i want to jump over to the a train this is analyzed bringing it to our lives today um i want to start with you stephanie what can you not date <laughs> if that makes sense totally yeah um I can I cannot people who protein shake and go <laughs> like to the br gym bros bros I'm like nah dude if I go to their home and I'm like oh shit just like cans of protein I'm like no I'm good <laughs> I'm out like the don't want to be here cannot be here okay like that's just like no go for me um people who don't own books I'm like 
you don't got books in this house are you serious like oh sh- okay mm-hmm. or like people who are like i love reading and then all their books are self-help books i'm like mm, i'm no i gotta go mm-hmm. um people who i think money m- money is a thing i mean dating money especially in new right. york money is a thing but people who like can't stop talking about money i'm like mm, mm. tricky tricky um yeah i mean i have a lot of i have a I, scroll yeah a scroll but also like it's tricky right because like every time i do date a white guy i'm Mm -hmm. like it's fine but i'm also like watching i'm like you know i don't know i don't know i don't know i think race is a tricky thing with the dating thing and just like what's you know what's a teaching moment for a relationship or what's a oh gotta go Yeah, yeah yeah but you are saying that you still give it that chance though yeah i actually i ha- i've had experiences where it's harder for me to date men of color than mm. it is white men i think because there's just so much more nuance maybe and like different people's experiences yeah. of being uh, of color in this country mm. and like i think at this juncture i don't um i've dated enough like uh sorry white men who just like shut up and listen Mm. and it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand or improve or whatever but they do shut up and listen and it's sometimes a little more straightforward than an argument about race okay yeah okay what about you kyle is there any trait or any race or any thing that you will not date like what will you not date so on the race front no Mm -hmm. um like (laughs) i really hate seeing on dating profiles people who are like no spice no rice Mm -hmm. like and let's take and then try to call it oh it's not racist it's just a preference if you're knocking an entire race out of contention that's racism sorry like no other way around it you can call it a preference if it helps you sleep at night Mm -hmm. but it's a racist preference so we'll dive more into that yeah um so for me i again there's not there are things that I enjoy physically um, and I try not to be so rigid as to have any hard deal breakers, uh, but typically cigarette smoke. Oh, I'm not a fan of smokers. I don't want to make out with an ashtray. I've dated, (laughs) I've dated a few smokers, but like been pretty insistent on them brushing their teeth after. Like if they want to get a little intimate, cause again, uh, not into that ashtray life. Um, I don't really care much for self-loathing. Um, I think it's one thing if you're exploring your identity, um, but people who are like pretty deep in the closet or like hide behind any facade of like, well, I'm religious, but like as soon as you get the doors closed, like the clothes come off and they turn into a freak. Like I don't, I can't play that put game. up with that level of hypocrisy. Like I, again, been out almost 20 years. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to really be (laughs) handholding you through this journey of like, take your time, go on the journey you need, but we're probably not compatible as a result. I tend not to go for younger as a result of that as well. Um, I am drawn to older guys uh, and like you're not completely out of the running if you are younger, but in my experience, both with my actual age and just as long as I've been out, I tend to have more in common with people who have been in the game a little bit longer. Um, I think those are my only real deal breakers, I guess. Don't be a heavy drug user. Like, that's not my life. Drinking is like my one. Drinking and sex are my, are my <laughs> vices. Your vices. Um, yes. I don't smoke weed, uh, but 
I'm like one of the only people that doesn't. So I don't really care if you do. Not crazy about the smell. Like, don't blow it in my face. But other than that, live your life. Uh, but hard drugs, people like crystal meth and cocaine and all this stuff that people are like, I don't have a problem. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's not my job. I don't want to yuck anybody's yums. But again, that that's where I draw the line. Yeah. So. Okay, um, for me, I would say, so definitely I cannot do too, like, I think, like, right now, I really kind of can't do younger either. Like, I think, like, right now my cap is, like, 26, like, yeah, I think maybe, like, 20, yeah, 26, I can't even say 25. Um, yeah, uh, so younger, um... Oh, what can I not do? I don't know. I cannot do people that don't know how to talk. Like, I mm. need communicators. You know what I mean? Like, I'm an air sign. You know, like, we got to talk. Um, That's a big thing for me. Like, I'm a little bit of, like, a sapiosexual. Um, so that I can't do the, like, the one-worded people or the, like, don't really have much to say because not really doing much in your life type of thing. Um, I also can't do the hard drug users. Um... Uh, I, I don't know a lot of what I cannot do, but I do know that I do gravitate heavily toward white men. Um, also, just like any type of like foreign looking man, like if you like chameleon looking men, mm. um, like ethnically ambiguous, ethnically ambiguous, yeah, um, mixed, yeah, literally look like like lizards, just like strong <laughs> jaw feature. I don't know, it's weird, um, but this is what I've realized. Um, and then, yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of that, um, but not a lot of me. I don't find myself turning away a lot of people based on like aesthetics or anything like that. It's really kind of just like up here and then the aesthetics just kind of like fall into place on their own because they're already lacking right. up here um liars and fuck boys um don't have the time or a day for it like people who are just big into not settling down yeah. um oh, fuck. i yeah. think there are people that are like oh you know monogamy is so heteronormative but like i don't i don't have the energy to be juggling a but bunch yeah. of different people and if you do more power to you but like i don't like being an afterthought or anything yep. and i expect honesty and at least the same level of what i'm putting into it yeah uh to be given back uh so people who just want to stay in the game like good on you yeah go play somewhere else i'm 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 down for that too like i would love to say that i am not here for a fuck boy however i do tangle myself up <laughs> with, in the the, fuck boys. Yeah, with the fuck boys <laughs> a lot yeah um so i must like some part of that game as well right um, you are a gemini i am a gemini yeah there's that other half yeah that likes yeah. that shit um okay so i want to jump into a little bit of what uh prejudice is right so one of these many dictionary definitions um it says that <clears throat> the preconceived opinion a preconceived opinion that is not based on reason or actual experience hmm. um, or harm or injury that results or may result from some action or judgment. So when you take some of the things that we've listed, right, like it may not have been um, race based, but do you think that 
any one of us fall within the line of like prejudice so like Steph um no bros uh if mm. they don't have books if they have self-help books if they are money hunters um things are a little rocky with you and like men of color right um Kyle you with six smokers you can't do DLs you can't do the younger you can't do the drug users I also can't do the drug users the younger um and some other things you know and when you were talking about like the men of color thing too I'm really into like Asian men Hmm. but they do not fuck with me really yeah which is something that like I've noticed and like it's been my goal for the last three summers to get an Asian man I hate you not, and it is not a, like it's well, clearly so you're not funny. doing it right. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, it must be, it must be. That's so um, funny. Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, but yeah, so would you say that any one of us have accidentally fallen into the realm of like prejudice? type things and before we even get there Kyle you started to touch on something I don't know um, so you have a boyfriend right I do I do how did you guys meet each other we met in school love that love that story have you ever done like any like online dating type things once uh yeah literally met one human Uh, (laughs) (laughs) only one uno just one just one and then and then uh actually so yeah so we broke up for six months and Mm -hmm. for those six months i dated four asian men Mm. and like so difficult so difficult Mm. (laughs) so difficult oh my god uh i think the most difficult uh race yeah. for me okay yeah wow. which is odd well i wish to hum- one day have that chance <laughs> um i know in our community a lot there's this thing on with online dating profiles where it's like no fats no femmes no wow well, um what no is spice you, no rice yeah no spice no, no rice so no no latinas no, no latinos no asians um what else that's the, what that's the, spice the implication the of the spice. Yeah. The no blacks shows up yeah. a lot. No blacks, period. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of like, no this, no that, no that. But then at the end of it, it'll be like, um, you know, I'm not uh, racist. This is just my preference. Oh, my God. <laughs> after, that, after that laundry list of um, shit, right? So now going back, um, do you think just because none of our things fell into the realm of race, uh, mm-hmm. did it still fall into some type of prejudice somewhere? I mean, I'm sure if you wanted to make the argument, yes, but like being prejudiced against a smoker or a drug user is a lot different than something that people can't change about themselves. Which I agree. Like, hmm. I think that's where my delineation for prejudice comes in. Yes. Um, And like I said, I've dated smokers and I'm sure there are a small minority of these no rice, no spice people who are like, okay, well that one time, but they're they're not vocal about it. Yeah. And they don't talk about the exception. Like they're making blanket statements. They're just done. It's like you, you aren't even giving someone the time of day because of they ha- are XYZ. Of their actual identity. Like yeah. not not a habit of theirs, not a trait, like something they are unable to change. Yep. So that's where I feel like prejudices. Love that. Steph. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it doesn't I mean you read the definition which is interesting about like uh it has to be with, with no former experience. Yeah, preconceived opinion that is not based on Honestly. reason or actual experience. Yeah, and I would say like I I I think I've had enough experiences. I would say with people who smoke 
or who you know like who don't read books and then i you know i, I try to weigh sh- protein or who have protein <laughs> and i try i try right? i'm like here's my favorite book like you know like maybe you can read it and yeah. then and i think like maybe those are just important things that if you can't change it about a person they can go to someone else yeah yeah Love that. Um, I think I am the same. Like, I think I'm pretty open to giving people chances. But for me, I kind of lock down when there's that disconnect in the mental. Hmm. Um, So if if we can't get past that, which is normally phase one, then I'm like, all right, I'm done with you specifically. But um, that doesn't mean that I don't give someone else that might look like them the second chance or the third. Um, however, how many chances do you think that someone needs to give a specific race or something before mm-hmm. they do mentally check out and go, all right, this must be the people? Like, do you think there's a number on no. that? Mm. <laughs> like, that's you again, it's just, and I won't. I won't pretend I'm above maybe having a certain type of guy that I've returned to more often, but to completely rule out again, just because of be it three, 30 bad experiences where you're like, okay, well all black guys are like going to have big dicks and be in gangs and not know how to call people or like all Latino guys are going to be like hot tempered and they're like punch me in the face during sex and like not know how to like do their laundry or like you can't, you can't, everybody's different. So like I understand being cautious, Mm -hmm. but completely ruling out is just where I can't really get on board. Can't grasp. And how do we, how do we warn people or how do we, um, uh, guide people because it's a lot like there are a lot of people out there that are just like done with a mm-hmm. whole group of people based on one two or three experiences like how can we guide them away from making stepping into that racist t- territory and having them actually think that it's just their preference. You know what I mean? Or and and is there even an argument? Can you even convince somebody of that? I think if they're your friends, that's where the main conversation starts. I think in friend circles or where people are more likely to let their guard down and maybe say some off-color shit that they wouldn't say in public. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you've got Jessica being all like, oh, well, I'm just... I'm not doing like Indian guys ever again. They all smell like curry or like just mm. something. It's like, okay, slow your roll. You like, gotta check her. I I get that you had a bad experience with like Sandeep, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't go that route. Like there there plenty of fish in the sea. Yep. And as long as you're in the dating market, you should be ideally keeping yourself open to as many prospects as possible. Because yeah. um, you never know what you're overlooking by making dumb blanket statements. Agreed. Steph? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's tricky primarily because of online dating, right? Like, you can just, like, check off preferences that, yeah. that, that like, you can just... Shop. Yeah, you shop. You literally yeah. shop for your size and your price range, like, all these things. And it's, like, someone, like... I've seen people, I mean, I don't, I have, don't have a lot of experience with online dating, but just like people who swipe no to people of a certain race just because 
but in normal life you don't do that yeah. like you see someone on the street you don't just like 180 degree turn away <laughs> like that's not what happens yeah, yeah. but that is what the phone <laughs> oh, okay okay maybe some people but i feel like it's like people who a lot more people do that on the phone than they do in real life yeah. and i'm just like maybe you should go out mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you should go on the street yeah i don't know yeah and i mean it's hard because new york is so diverse and it not all of the world is but like meet some real people yeah. it's probably I mean, good. i'll admit the apps have made me a bit of a little bit of like hardened aside from hardened but like just socially inept in a lot of situations mm. um i think being gay is a little bit dicier because you're not really gonna be as prone to just blatantly hitting on a dude on the street right. especially if you're not in a setting where in you gay town know that they'd be receptive to that. Uh, but like even in gay bars, like I think I've gotten worse at my ability to just say hi to someone <laughs> because there is this reliance on app culture now. And I'm grateful that the apps exist, obviously. And I'm also grateful that I haven't had any real horror stories. Like I think I do a good job of, having enough conversation first before you meet with somebody in person uh, and not just like getting right to it and then being like, oh my God, they were a catfish. How did I not know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think there's something to be said about in-person interaction. Yeah. uh, Because oftentimes people are like, oh my God, like you're so much more this in person than I would have realized. And it's like, yeah, because I'm not pixels anymore. Uh, Yeah, right. Love that. All right. Well, we are going to transfer over to the one train. This is the one for fun. Did you have any fun with this topic? Why or why not? Steph? Yeah. Yeah. Did I have fun (laughs) with this topic? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I I listened to a podcast about dating prejudices a little while back that was a little, that was very focused on apps. That was really interesting. And then since then, I've been thinking a lot about it and I talked to people about it and it's just been more apparent to me when my friends have prejudices and I'm like how do I tell you you're racist and like yeah so I mean it's good to talk about it yeah yeah I did have fun I think there are even takeaways people can take away (laughs) uh to to better themselves like you saying that you're drawn to white guys is a lot different than saying no black guys or whatever like it's true a preference is when you're leading with what you are normally drawn to mm. instead of using the word no or ruling out what an entire right and again you may have a preference like european guys only you don't need to put the only you could right. say i'm typically drawn to european guys some people might not shoot their shot then um but yeah. you're being upfront about things you've noticed yourself liking without closing the door to possibility. I love that. Um, And no, I've just been dating for far longer than I want to admit. Uh, And you know from some of my writing and experiences Mm -hmm. that it's a topic that is constantly evolving, that I constantly try to explore as it evolves and as I form different relationships with it. So, yeah. We're going to hop on the two train. This is two for your mistakes. Were you ever mistaken about this subject matter or made any mistakes with, from, about, or involving it? Um, I'm going to say that I... So again, just going back to the whole thing about you, you learn the different phases that you have to put people in 
before you actually go out on a date with them or you start you start to learn yourself and what you will and will not tolerate um during certain steps along the way um so those are mistakes that i've made in the past that i have absolutely learned from kyle i'd say that there's a fine line so on the other side of the coin, there are people that'll be like, no black guys. Mm-hmm. There are people that'll be upfront and be like, black guys. Yeah. Uh, but there's a fine line between appreciation and fetishizing. Mm-hmm. Um, without getting into too much detail, I guess, uh, there was an instance where on one of these apps or dating sites, a European couple reached out to me and they're like, hey, we think you're really attractive. We'd like to like have some fun together. I'm like, okay, I mean, couples aren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're just visiting, I'd, I'd, done, I'd tried one other multiples scenario before that did not go very well. And I was like, I don't really want to completely rule them out. I know I don't typically lean that way, but sure, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, this was right around Hurricane Sandy. Uh, so the trains were a mess. It was also before I had a smartphone. I'm pretty sure I was using my T-Mobile Sidekick at the time. Uh, So I was communicating with them on the day we were supposed to meet. It was the first day that the trains were starting to run again. And I was like, hey, I'm down to like go to your hotel and hang out. Um, But just know it's going to take me a little while because the trains are garbage. If you're still good with that, then I'll see you in like an hour. They're like, cool. Takes me about an hour to get down there. I get to the hotel room and a black guy opens the door. And I'm like, cool. You don't look like either of the European guys that I was chatting with. I walk in the room and there are like six other black dudes in there. And I'm like, all right. It's a casting call. This was not disclosed to me. Wow. Uh, One of the two who I did find more attractive anyway uh, was super apologetic. He's like, hey, we didn't know if you were coming. I'm like, so you invited five others? Five others? um, Oh my God. This is like really... That's weird. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some friends who are like, I'm into black guys and just like any way, shape or form. And it's like, okay, so you're fetishizing. Yeah. Like, right. you, cause that black guy looks like he got hit by a truck and mm. you don't seem to care. You're just like the black are the better. Um, so you don't ever want to feel like somebody's pet yeah. or, or like you're Trophy. helping them like, like race play as if there's a play out right now called slave Slave play. play, Yeah. Yeah. Which love that dicey area to explore, but I think important to explore where preferences and turn ons quickly become like prejudices and problems. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I want to, uh, transfer over to the L train and I'm going to throw this your way, Steph. Uh, what lesson did you learn from the subject matter? Um, I'm, mm, I think, I think, okay, okay. <laughs> Communication yeah. is super important and I always thought, you know, it's like you do theater, You like I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm good with words on the page. I'm like, I'm a good communicator. Yep. It's just what it is. And actually, that's not true. (laughs) It's just completely not true. Like, I'm very good at talking and I'm very good at writing, but I don't think I've ever been very good at expressing um, vulnerability and emotions. Mm. And I think um, what I've learned most is just, like, you gotta. Like, if you're gonna have any way of, like, 
having an experience with another person, you yeah. have to share the space emotionally. Um, and so often I just try to look for the faults, right? I'm like, you're racist, you're a sexist, you don't support me, you don't support my art, goodbye. Yeah. And it's like, you got to communicate the things for it to work. Um, and I think a lot of that is like... Like, as, a, as an Asian woman, there's so much fetishizing going on all the time that mm. a lot of the walls are up for me. Yeah. Um, like, the number of times, like, when I had this dating profile for, like, a week, the number of, like, people who were like, wow, you speak so many languages, must be so, like, must make your future in-laws so proud. And I'm like, the fuck yeah. is that supposed to mean? Like, but it's, like, this obedient, like, Asian woman's trope going yeah. on. And I and so then I end up just, like, judging everyone for the things that they do and not communicating, like, hey, that makes me uncomfortable. Like, did you mean it this way? Or, like, is that supposed to mean something else? Right. You know, I don't yeah. know. And I think a lot of us have a problem with that, actually. Yeah. Like, being like, hey, where are you coming from? Right. Where are you coming from, period. You know what I mean? Um... I want to hop over to the D train. This is debrief. Uh, does the subject matter need to be rectified? If so, what are some possible solutions we can draw in an effort to move forward? And I think, Kyle, you had a really great one that you spoke about at the beginning. I think it's all about um, the language that we're using. And I think it is more about saying, hey, these are the things that I really like versus listing. These are the things that I do not want ever again you know what i mean um and i think even just that tiny switch um will kind of thrust around a lot more positivity in the dating realm or sphere um do either one of you have another thing or an agreement or whatever i mean no is a negative word so anytime you're putting no in your profile you're kind of already giving yourself a demerit or a detriment to not be like, hey, I am a, a fun person. <laughs> right, right. To, like, you you can lead with what you like. Yes. And mm. it doesn't have to demean anybody necessarily. Um, and building on what Stephanie was saying, I think communication is key. Um, I'm a very honest communicator, but I'm not always the most direct communicator. Mm. Um, and I think that sometimes, for me especially, I try to avoid conflict where I can. But being conflict avoidant doesn't necessarily have to stay separate from being direct. Um, I was dating somebody for six months who was going through a divorce, um, like actively. Oh. And so we kept things kind of ambiguous because I didn't want to be a burden in that. Why aren't we defining this relationship? It's like, no, your mind is like preoccupied right. with this divorce. Um, and my guess is you're not looking to immediately start dating someone else. I was mistaken because they like called it off with me because they felt like I wasn't being like serious enough and then wow. started dating someone, uh, which could have been avoided if I had just been like, hey, here's where my head's at. Mm. Um, like, I do really care about you. I do think it's important for this divorce to be behind you before we explore any sort of super serious conversation. Um, but just, just trying to like keep the peace, I think could have cost me something that could have had a lot of potential if I had just been like, Oh, Hey, like this is where my head is at. Right. Yeah. Steph, any last words from you? 
Um, yeah, I would say parents are a thing. Mm. Like, you know, I, a lot of people I feel like don't date certain people because they're like, oh, my parents wouldn't be okay with me doing X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Which goes for like, you know, like sexual orientation and like all kinds of identity things. Um, but I would say like, I just think parents are more forgiving than we give them credit for. Yeah. I want to say, I, I mean, you know, parents do disown their children. So mm. like, watch out. But like, <laughs> watch, out. <laughs> watch out. But like, I think like most like pa- parents are rigid, but they like have soft edges yes. and like, you know, in the same way that when you see a dating profile, you see like the, you see aesthetics before you know personality. Yep. Like if you bring someone home to your parents, they might soften. I don't know. Yeah. I think more often than not, your parents just want you to be happy. Totally. And, and if, so yeah. if you and are if they see it, helping them to see that you are happy, I think that, takes a lot of the edge off mm. yeah yeah wow. well thank you very much for that um you can find me at djsj614 on instagram and twitter um i'm status quo with a k13 on instagram i'm kyle danger the a is a four so k-y-l-e-d-4-n-g-e-r on instagram I do have a Twitter. I try to avoid it because Twitter is a garbage place. Um, but my Twitter handle is why am I so amazing? Letter Y, letter M, letter I. So amazing. And your podcast? Oh, and my podcaster. Uh, I'm co-host of The Shade of It All, a RuCast pod race. We're RuPaul's Drag Race. We are available on Instagram at The Shade of It All podcast. Uh, also on Twitter and Tumblr uh, as TSOIA podcast. Yes. And you can find us at the New York Dose everywhere. Um, special promotion is Gaston Luga, 50% off, 15% off with code TNYD at checkout. They have some dope ass bags um, in my poetry book, <laughs> which will never <laughs> disappear. Um, this episode was produced by the board of the New York Dose, hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. Our audio engineer is me, um, and our editor will be Bruckner. Photos, YouTube footage, and social media coverage for this week were captured by the amazing Lenny and Samia. And shout out to the rest of the team over at visuals gina monique james and Gilu, and in our crew department um some of those same people as well as david kwame and janelle and don't forget to stay dope stay dose and stay new york it's the new york dose baby and now here's an ad from our sister podcast underneath the carbon dioxide network let, Let that, that shit out. out. It's your girl, Jada, CEO and founder of Mind Over Media, LLC, and hostess with the most is your favorite sister of the That's What He Said podcast, everyone's new favorite podcast, where we have men and women come discuss various topics ranging from sex, dating, pop culture, current events, and everything in between. Guys, make sure you check us out on Instagram at mindovermedia underscore and I am Jada underscore. That's what he said. That's the end of our side A episode. Tune in later this week to catch the B-side and the completion of this episode. Until then, stay dope. Stay dose. And stay New York. It's It's the New New York York Dose, baby. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Fuck out of here. Fuck out.
out of here. I know they said something about some beef that we had. This shit is uh, dumb good. You mad tight, yo. Hey, yo, did I ask me? Better life. Yo, that shit is whack. This shit about to be lit. Nah, you fine, my nigga. Look at me again and you gonna catch these hands. You big man or little man? You would have thought you was getting that money back. That's mad OD. I'm not pussy. Fuck out of here. Out of here, my nigga. Like, what? The fuck? Miss. Miss. Like, hey, yo. Bob, but like, DK. 